All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Real Fitness Show. You guys know it's the only show where we talk about what fitness really is, how you should use it, and how it can really, really improve your life. And today, I want to talk about why you're not losing fat, okay? If you've been dieting, if you've been in a calorie deficit for a long time, doing your workouts, uh, controlling what you eat and all that, but you don't seem to lose any fat, then this is going to be the episode for you. Now, first of all, I want to talk about one, um, before we dive into what's really holding you from losing the, the fat, I want to be real clear about one thing. Losing fat and losing weight is not the same thing, all right? In many cases, it goes uh, hand to hand. But in other cases, you can lose a lot of weight and not lose any fat, which obviously is not what you want. You can gain a lot of weight and not gain any fat, which in, many, in some cases is what you want. And you need to um, keep in mind that water has some weight. So if you're retaining more water, you're going to weight more. If you're retaining less water, you're going to weight less. Muscle has some weight. If you are... Um, if you're putting on muscle, then obviously the scale is going to go up. If you're losing muscle, the scale can also go down. And different things and different situations in your in your body will also alterate the number on the scale. So the amount of stress that you had, um, the level of cortisol that you have in your body, how much rest you've been getting, and all those little things can also fluctuate the number on the scale. Now, we're not going to be talking about the day-to-day fluctuations on the scale, we're going to be talking about if you've been doing the right things for a long time and you still see no progress. So first of all, the main thing that's going to drive weight loss, weight gain is the energy balance, right? It sounds a little bit silly, but it's how it is, is the calories in versus calories out theory, right? This is the law of thermodynamics. Um, Energy cannot be um, produced or destroyed. It can only be transferred. So in this case, if you eat more calories or energy for that matter, than the energy that you're losing or that you're wasting during the day, then your weight will go up. And if you are eating less, then your weight will go down. All right. So First of all, we need to understand this. And and if you're trying to lose fat, if you're trying to lose weight, you need to be on a calorie deficit because you're not going to be able to lose fat or lose weight on a calorie surplus, right? That's just not going to be possible because you cannot put hundred extra dollars in your bank account and not take any from your bank account and expect your bank account to go down. That's not how it goes, right? And you can take as many examples as you want. You can take a, um, a bottle of water, you put a glass of water um, inside the bottle. You cannot expect the, wa- the water on the bottle to disappear magically if you don't take it off, all right? So that's the same thing with your calories. That's the same thing with your weight and with your fat. Now, what happens with all those people who have been dieting for a long time and they've been on a calorie deficit for a long time and they know they, they cannot lose any weight? Well, the harsh truth is that they're probably not in a calorie deficit. And let me explain this. In many cases, we either overestimate the amount of calories that we burn during the day, or we underestimate the amount of calories that we eat during the day. And there's been several studies that show that we are really, really bad at estimating what we're eating. And part of it is not even your fault. Part of it is that the 
food companies, they have a 20%, and I didn't know this until I read it, but they had a 20% margin to put on their nutritional values, meaning, uh, let's say a low-calorie cookie can be 100 calories, right? And they can tell you on the package that it's 85 calories and they'll still pass the regulations, which in many cases can be used into their advantage, right? Another example is that if you use my fitness pal, for example, which is one of the most um, commonly used softwares to track your food, you can be counting on one cup of something. And while the app is counting for, let's say, 90 grams, your cup is 110 grams, just because that's the, the way your cup is, is built. And we are really, really bad at tracking our food. Now, how can we be sure that we're actually on a calorie deficit? Well, it's super simple. If we cannot lose fat unless we're in a calorie deficit, if we're doing what we're supposed to do and we're not losing fat, then that's a really great sign that we're not really in a calorie deficit. So we can either increase the amount of energy that we spend, increase the movement, or we can decrease the amount of energy that we take, decrease the amount of calories. Now, it is true that there are some cases where there's going to be some metabolic adaptation, right? If someone has been eating um, way below their calorie maintenance rate for a long time, their metabolism is going to slow down. And that is the scientific effect. Now, as we talked with Braden Barrett um, a couple of months ago in, in the episode about a metabolic adaptation, these adaptations are not as big as we thought back in the day. And the recent research has shown that it can go as high as 15 to 20%, which is significant, right? But it's not too much. It's, it's not that big as so many people thought at the beginning. And it means that it's definitely something that you got to keep in mind, but it should not be something that's preventing you from keeping losing weight. So if this happens to you, if you are the kind of person who went on a super low calorie diet for a long time, lost a lot of weight, and now you cannot look to, you cannot seem to lose any more weight at all, it's probably because one of those metabolic adaptation, but those are not fatal. Those are not super complicated to correct. Again, it's only in the worst case scenario, it's only going to be 20%. So you just increase your calories to, ma to maintenance just a little bit for a little while and your metabolism will get back up, right? And you'll be able to decrease the calories again, start losing the weight. So if you're stuck on your fitness journey in terms of losing the fat, you need to focus on two things. You need to focus on moving as much as possible. Now, this is something that we cannot control how many calories we're actually burning. And if you're trusting your Apple Watch or your Whoop or whatever device you use, your Fitbit, to see how many calories you're, you're, you're burning, let me tell you something. To this day, we don't have any gadget that's available to the general public that it's accurate on the amount of calories that you burn doing certain types of exercises. It can be a good method to know if today's workout was harder than yesterday's, because if it marks that you burn more calories than yesterday's, then, then it probably was um, harder and you want to leave it higher. But I wouldn't give too much credit to the actual number. So if your Fitbit tells you that you burned 800 calories in this workout, do not give it too much credit. 
right? Because those things are just not as accurate as we would like them to be yet. If you're listening to this episode in 2025, then you might be fine. But if you're in 2022, um, we don't have anything that's that's that accurate. So it is a good gadget and it's a, it's a good rule of thumb of, okay, I'm doing an intense workout based on my normal workouts, but don't give it too much credit. So what you can do is you can always increase the amount of energy that you that you burn during the day. How you do that? First of all, the most important one is going to be to sleep more. If you can increase your sleep time, your fat is going to start melting down like crazy. Just because while we sleep, there's a lot of processes that are going on in our body that are burning a lot of fat. Number two, moving more is because that's there's going to be the more direct um, way to to burn fat. Number three, decreasing the alcohol. Now, the alcohol itself is gonna it's not going to be storage as fat because our body cannot process alcohol, uh, first of all, right? But the problem is that for your body to assimilate the alcohol that you're putting into your body, it's gonna stop other processes. Just to make it simple, you're basically limiting the amount of fat that you can burn during the, during the time that your body has to process the alcohol. And it helps the um, the fat that's in your body to get stored. Okay, using simple terms, if you drink alcohol, you're not going to store that alcohol as fat, but you're going to um, store all the other fat a lot easier, and it's going to be harder for your body to burn uh, fat during that time that the alcohol is in your system. So if you want to keep on burning more fat, decreasing the alcohol is another great way to do so. And then lastly, you're going to start trying to be as accurate as possible with your tracking. Now, this happens to me all the time. I'm the type of person who's learn. I love to cook. Like it's, it's not because I'm a good cooker because I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not anything close to that, but it's a little bit of a me time in terms of I have 20, 15, 20 minutes. Normally it doesn't take me longer than that to prepare my meals. That, and that's my time. I put on a podcast. I, I, I put on, I put on a, a, a glass of juice or, or a glass of water or coffee, depending if it's, if it's the, the breakfast, and I'm used cooking and I'm used doing my thing. But during a lot of years, I used to snack a lot during my cooking time. I would have like a bowl of peanuts or I would have uh, a bowl of little breads or or sometimes even, even cold cuts or even stuff that is actually good for you. But the problem is that mindless eating can go a long way. You don't realize that, but 20 calories here, 30 calories there, 40 calories there, all of a sudden, at the end of the day, you ate 200, 300 more calories than you were supposed to. And that's literally eating your calorie deficit for the day. And that's in the best case scenario. In other cases, you're even going to be on a calorie surplus just because of all the other things that you're not accounting. And it's not only snacks that we mindfully eat without tracking, it is sauces that we don't count. Okay, I just put a little bit of ketchup on, on my burger and I'm not counting for the ketchup. Well, that might be 30, 40 calories. It's oils that we don't count. Oh, I had a a, a big ass salad and I put it 10, 10 grams of olive oil and olive oil is great, but 10 grams of olive oil are 90 calories. So you, you want to, you want to, you want to have those things into, into consideration. It's not that you don't use them and obviously put them into your diet and utilize them and enjoy them, but track them. So otherwise, you can get to the end of the day 
and you have the feeling of, oh, I crushed it on my numbers and I crushed it on my calories and my protein. And in reality, you did not. And that's holding you back. And then the next day when you wake up or two days or three days or four days after you wake up, you go to the scale, you look in the mirror, you're in the same place or even worse, and you get frustrated. It's like, what's wrong with me? Well, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that in many cases, we overestimate the amount of calories that we burn. We underestimate the amount of calories that we eat. So make a, make a test. Like, like try to really get things that are super easy for you to track for a couple of days. Just a couple of days, okay? Get away from the ultra-processed food. Get away from everything that's packed. Get away from... Um, any any calories are coming from beverages or anything like that. And just give yourself two days where you're only eating whole foods, things that had a phase before or things that are coming from the earth. Just that. And just wait it. Don't even go into a tablespoon, a cup, uh, a teaspoon. No, no, just, just wait it. Get a balance. Wait it in grams or in pounds, whatever because I cannot be mistaken. And you just track that for two days, just two days. Just give you two days of that and let me know if the scale is not going down. Because if you're really in a calorie deficit, the scale will go down. And if the scale does not go down and now you know that you really crashed it on the calories that you were taking, then the problem is not the calories that you're taking, it's the calories that you're spending and that you are overestimating how many calories you need to maintain your weight. Let's say you thought it was 2,500 calories and you do this test at 2,200 calories, right? You, you were supposed to lose, to have to be in a 300 calorie deficit for two days. That's like 600 calorie deficit. You should go down on that. Not a lot. You know, if, if you don't know, a pound of fat equals 3,500 calories. So in order for you to lose a pound of fat, you will have to be in a 3,500 calorie uh, deficit, all right? So having a 300 calorie deficit, you should, lose a uh, you should lose a pound every 15 days, okay? Now, you do the test and it doesn't turn out as you expected, then the truth is that you did not spend 2,500 calories on those days. You spent less than that. And if this scale goes up, then you probably are around the 2,000 calories. So at the end of the day, I know there's a lot of misconceptions out there. And a lot of people try to tell you, hey, you have a problem and you need this pill. Hey, you have a problem and you need this specific method. Hey, you, you have a problem and you need this specific diet. But in reality, what you need is to understand where your metabolism is at, at, how many calories are you really burning? How many calories are you really eating? That's it. You know those three things. You're good to go. You're going to be able to manipulate your weight as much as you can. And now, as a bonus, because otherwise this wouldn't make sense, I want to remind you, you don't want to lose weight. You want to lose fat. Because here's the thing. If you lose 10 pounds... And you know you lost eight pounds of muscle and two pounds of fat. You're probably going to look a lot worse. You're probably going to feel a lot worse. And your health is probably going to be a lot worse 
than at the beginning. So you might as well not have loss of stand bounds. So what you want to do, you want to make sure that you lose as much fat as possible while trying to lose weight and maximize the amount of muscle that you can maintain. How do you do that? Two things. First of all, make sure that you're strength training, not only because it's going to help you burn more fat and burn more calories, but also because it's going to allow you to maintain the muscle. And number two, in order to maintain that muscle, we talk about the calories, take protein into consideration. Give yourself enough protein for your body to process the muscle and to maintain the muscle because otherwise you're not going to be able to maintain the muscle. Now, I know I've been talking for a little bit and and talking about calories in, calories out and all that. And you might believe me, you might not believe me. There's plenty of scientific evidence. But if you don't believe me, I invite you to do this one test. And this is only for the matter of calories in versus calories out theory. Eat one Big Mac meal per day. That's it. Just one Big Mac. Unless you are 150 pounds, you're probably going to be in a calorie deficit. If you only eat one Big Mac, Big Mac meal, like the whole meal, you can get like, like the fries and the Coke and all that. That's probably going to be like what? 1,500, 1,800 calories. Let's say that your maintenance is 2,500. You just eat a meal, a meal, um, a Big Mac meal for a day, for a month, and you're going to lose weight. That's it. You're going to lose weight. On the other sense, just go ahead and eat um, avocado toast every single day, salmon, couple hundred grams of nuts, and the protein that of your choice, like 200, 300 grams every day for a month. Unless you're someone who's really, really big, that's probably going to count for about 35, 38, 100 calories, something like that. You're going to gain weight. Now, is a Big Mac, Big Mac healthier than the avocado toast and the salmon and the, and the nuts and the, and the protein source? Heck no. Obviously not. Like, obviously, the avocado toast and the nuts and all that is a lot healthier, but it's a lot higher in calories. So when it comes to the point of losing fat, losing weight, gaining muscle, gaining weight, it comes down to are you on a calorie deficit or are you on a calorie surplus? And that's all that matters. So if you're not losing fat, take a look at how you're tracking the food. Make sure that you're actually accurate, that you're not leaving any variant to chance. Like I mentioned having a different cup than the tool that you're using to measure, using things that are giving you the wrong um, nutritional values. Make sure that you're as accurate as you can. And if still you're not losing weight, then it means that you're overshooting the amount of calories that you're burning per day. You need to start burning more or decreasing the amount of food that you get. And if you do that, I promise you, you're going to lose fat. All right. So with that being said, hopefully you guys got some great insight from this episode. Like we always say, this is a completely free podcast. So if you 
enjoy the episode. If you learned something, if you thought this was valuable, go ahead and share it with someone who might benefit from listening to this conversation, this this episode that we did today, that who, someone who's maybe been trying to lose weight for a long time, tried a lot of different diets, and they never seem to lose the weight, and they're probably already frustrated, you send this them their way so they can know exactly why they're not losing the weight. And if you did not enjoy this episode, man, really, you need a hobby because you listen to people you don't enjoy for a long time. So go get a life. Anyways, if you're still here, you probably enjoyed the episode. So if that's you, make sure you share it with someone. And like I mentioned, I'll talk to you in the next episode of The Real Fitness Show next week. Take care.